This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Look at Nation! I don't know if you guys listen to it or not, but I'm all over the internet these days. Breaking Wax had me on their podcast last night, and today's episode of the Iconic 100 stars yours truly. But, but, because I was doing an episode last night with Breaking Wax, I guess it was live YouTube. It was never really explained to me, but go listen. There's a lot of cool talk on there, stuff I've never talked about before, stuff about what I'm collecting now, where I'm putting my money, what my thoughts are on the hobby. So go give the guy a listen. Nice guy. Um, and, you know, fun. And more people asking me on podcasts. I love that shit. But here's the fun thing. And I'm going to let Andrew take this away after we kick off another episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze here. Andrew asked me about some stuff that happened in the hobby last night. And no, we could talk about like the investor card, card porn thing. And I don't really have the details on that, but that's what I thought he was going to ask you about. But he's like, Hey, did you see the, uh, the great curator video? Did you see the, uh, or live or whatever it was and, and what's going on there? And I said, no, I didn't see it. Um, but I did see AIH post that he was going to have a response to the response to the response to the response. And, you know, I, I thought, we don't really have to get into what was in those videos. If people want to see it, they can read it them, you know, themselves or watch it themselves. And they can, you know, go get that content over there and the whole deal. But what I said to Andrew and what I want to get his feedback on is, you know, I didn't catch any of it because I don't want to go down that road. Like, I don't want to go down that path, right? There's so much awesome stuff going on from a personal standpoint. The Yankees are in the playoffs. Aaron Judge hit a 60-second home run. The player of the game in the New Orleans Pelicans game last night was not Zion. It was none other than Devontae Graham, who had 20-something points and just was looked awesome. Six-man-of-the-year candidate, if you think Cage has any kind of predicting uh, abilities, which I kind of do. Um, and, I mean, just great sports, right? We're going into like the, what you're going to call like the October solstice here. You know, I mean, baseball playoffs, basketball is kicking off. LeBron starts his, his journey towards – you know, records. Um, we're going to have, you know, some movement in the baseball cards. Definitely football. It's, you know, it's moving time here. You know, the teams that are three and one, four and oh, you know, whatever, they're going to go on and actually make their case for the playoffs. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are going to fight for the MVP. And will, you know, Lamar Jackson, there's so many great stories that are all relevant for cards. Plus Beckett Industry Summit, we didn't go. We will start going to more stuff. We'll go to that next year. We apologize we weren't there, but I see great you know, stuff coming out of that. There's just so much to talk about that I didn't watch the back and forth and I'm not going to. And I guess my question for you is, if you could give some advice to the the listeners out there after my stupid three-minute intro here on how you stay so positive all the time, man. How you stay in the mind frame that you stay in, because you're, 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 I mean, you are, you're a great example. I've learned from you. I started reading because of you. You know, I've, I've, I'm losing a lot of weight here because you talk about your 75 hard. Like, how do you stay so optimistic, so positive, even when there's so many outside forces in the hobby looking to bring you down? So, <laughs> he went on mute. Oh, what an intro. Um, I got a ton of messages yesterday too, or today, yesterday into today. And I'm like, oh, Cage took a break. Uh, and the reality is that's not the case at all. Cage is ready to rock like four episodes a day. 
he, no preparation, let's just riff, apparently. I need days off because when we started the show, it was about bringing value. It was like, hey, I'm on this journey of learning the hobby, cards, and all that. Let me take it with you. Take you with me. Sometimes I get lost in the sauce. Like, I don't know what the value is. You know, I, I don't know what the next move is in cards. I don't know what the audience wants to hear. You know, do they want to hear about, you know, Alcaraz cards and maybe potentially losing money? Or don't they don't give a fuck and they could figure it out for themselves? Do they want to hear about the drama? Do they want to hear about the behind the scenes conversations that we get privileged? Maybe they just want to hear us argue and crack movie jokes. So sometimes I don't know. I'm good at that. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know, right? I, I, I lack focus. I lack the word clarity. It's like, what do they want to hear? What do I put on the menu that the audience can possibly want? So for me, when I that happens, and that was yesterday and today, I get back into like, well, let's focus on Andrew. And what are the good habits that, you know, like success leaves clues type of thing? Like what's mm -hmm. worked in the past? If it worked in the past, it'll work again. And that's getting back into like the stuff you could control it. Because I think with, we hear the word recession, everyone gets like this different word or market correction. They get, remember when you hear words, you think in images, right? The same yep. word could spark a different image. So I think the big thing that comes with that is uncertainty, right? And it's like a huge dose of uncertainty. It's like, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able to pay for my bills? You know, are my kids going to be all right? We're going to have food on the table, all that stuff. And the way to like kind of balance out that pendulum is to focus on the things you can control. Right. And it's those, for me, it's the little habits about like health, heart, like soul set, health. And then, you know, everyone else has like a different one. It's like maybe balancing your checkbook or going through the data and like, am I up? Am I down? Like mm -hmm. you could kind of skin that whichever way you want, but it's just getting back to the controllables. I like it. So how do you, what do you do? What levers are easy to control? Is it your, your, your diet, your mindset? You start reading again, you start going to the gym, you start taking stock of your collection. What do you do? Well, it changes, right? Like mm -hmm. this time, because my relationships in life are strong, we've had the financial conversation with the business a month ago. A month ago, it would have been, dude, balance the books. How much is coming in? How much are you spending? You know, are you up on cards? Are you down on cards? What are the sales on what last year, last month? It was a little bit different today. That's all under control. I've been doing that, but I let my health slip. Like I gained 25 pounds. I was selling cage. Where did that even come from? That was like two months ago. I was at national. I literally gained 25 pounds. So it was health. He found even, the pounds that I lost. It's amazing. Literally. <laughs> it's such as I, in Russian. There's a great saying. It's like, I would laugh if I didn't want to cry. Um, <laughs> So like it was, it was the health thing. It's like start exercising, get your steps in. Even like it's a lot harder when you're older. So start. Small. How's the saying go? I like learning new stuff all the time, and I will give you credit because while I don't know too many words, I was watching the final episode of Stranger Things, and they're in Russia for like the whole episode. That they can't get out. They can't get out, like in a Russian prison and the whole deal. And you know this guy goes on this whole speech about how you know this Russian guy did this, this, and this, and the guy responds to him and he says Pravda. True. And he just meant that what you're saying is true. And I'm like, I know that word. I know this word. Andrew, tell me this word. And I'm like, all right, great. So let's go. Tell me the saying in Russian. All right. I well, would... it's going to be hard for me to repeat yeah. that, but I'll, I'll try. I would yeah. laugh if I didn't want to cry. Okay. Yatsimya. 
Yeah, yeah is that's me. Yatsim Yah. I win for me. You know who said Yatsim Yah? He told the whole Politburo because he had the whole country in his corner. Yeah, Drago. 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 Is that a real actor or was that like? How is his jawline so chiseled? I'm the same. That that time, you would say Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were the home run kings. I mean, there were allegations that Ivan Drago was uh, doping. Yeah, in the movie even. Cage. So his wife defended him. They they asked about how how do you explain his freakish strength, and she says like your Popeye, he eats his spinach every day. I mean, Gerald Butler for three hundred had to. (laughs) Gerald Butler, yeah. I mean, mean, also, I think they just took a Sharpie and drew abs on him. (laughs) That's what I do. I do it at night when I'm looking at the the mirror. Everybody's asleep. I just draw. I draw like a one pack. Cage, do you know that all uh, top six of these records, Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa, three times, was all between the year '98 and 2001? Three years. I do. I do. That's why I recognize the National League home run king as Giancarlo Stanton with his 59 home runs. What? You, I don't know baseball enough, so don't don't jump to like grade 12 because you just played a trick on me and I can't get there. <laughs> all of those are with all those records were within three years. Uh, yeah, they were all like basically right on top of each other. Yeah, they were all in the same era. Yeah. Now that changes how I view these records. The fact that it all came out at the same time. Well, I mean, it was after, and look, and it was also at a, in an era where baseball was ready to look the other way because right. they had just had the strike and baseball wasn't being watched. And this was really gluing everyone's attention to it. People were at every game. People were followers, like must-see TV. And then, you know, the record got broken. It got broken again. I think the way this, I've read some books about this. I think the way the story goes is that, you know, Barry Bonds was, by, by most accounts, already the best player in the league. I mean, he was a dual threat. He was a 40-40 guy. He could steal. He could hit. But we're not average. the best. I, but, Barry Bonds would be best without steroids. And right, but so what I'm saying is he saw that the league really didn't care that these guys, Sosa and Maguire, basically were juicing like crazy. And all the records that he, you know, records, whatever, they were getting all this adulation, all this, you know, star. They became the stars of the league because they were juicing. And I think basically he it's would not- say – he would do the same thing. Like he's like, well, you know what? You got to do it. So now I'm going to do it. You know. But it's not records. It's specifically the single season home run record. Like that record is the most important record of baseball. Bonds has the all time career one too now, because of right, what he did in the last five years. I think the home runs is what we're trying to invalidate, saying, hey, that's not an even playing field. Mm-hmm. For those three four seasons, that was not fair. They're, they're still incredible players, but. Judge might hit seventy if he was hitting. If he was, you know, it's not that it's. They're fighting for inches. Yeah, I mean, baseball is an interesting argument. It really is because the judge could have had more this year. Judge, I think there was like four or five home runs he would have hit in Baltimore last year. But they remember I talked about in the beginning of the season how Baltimore's pitchers were going to be better, and Baltimore would win a lot more games bet on the Baltimore over because they moved the left field fence back thirty feet. Well, I, I don't. I, that yeah. was in our baseball preview. It's 162 games ago. You probably don't remember everything I say, although all of it is. You should all be hanging on every one of my words. But I talked about how in Baltimore they moved the left field. A lot of people don't know this. Camden Yards is a. Um, it's a hotel. It's, a, it's supposed to be a uh, Ebbets Field. Is it Ebbets Field or Polo Grounds? Ebbets Field replication. But then they changed it 
you know, they changed it. And, you know, the, the left field's left center field was short. Judge, Judge last year hit like half of his home runs in Baltimore. The Yankees just dominated those guys because, you know, they had a bunch of strong righties and they hit it to short. So they actually moved the fence back 30 feet in certain locations. And their pitchers all of a sudden had much better numbers. And now they're winning. They have a winning record. They just missed the playoffs, Baltimore. But, you know, it's weird because some of Judge's home runs wouldn't have been home runs in other parks. Some of Judge's home runs would have been home runs in, in you know, parks last year. It's just it, baseball is weird in that regard. Right, they're not all playing with the same rules, with the same dimension of a field. It's just it's it's odd. And up until you know recently, there were designated hitters and all that stuff. The only argument that I could potentially have for the records being set for Bonds and Sosa is a couplefold. Number one, Bonds, Sosa, and McGuire. Invalidating one, or validating? Both ways, right? So invalidate, right? You want to invalidate and say, I, I hey, you're invalidated. Yeah. So the only argument I'd have the other way would be. They were hitting against Roger Clemens and Kevin Brown and Andy Pettit. And they were hitting against pitchers who were also taking, likely, performance-enhancing drugs that allowed them to pitch faster, harder, you know, recover from injuries the same way that the, you know, these batters were as well. I think the batters get a little bit more of an advantage than the pitchers. I know what you're saying, but that is... You've seen that. So one home run, like last week, it looked like it was a home run, but it was like deep center yep. field didn't make it out mm-hmm. i think that's the advantage it's the extra 30 40 feet that you get on a regular fly ball that's believe it or not feet. i think it's actually the eyes how i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor but i think it actually helps with you the vision. focus yeah wow. and i mean look i don't know here's the funny thing we have we have the benefit of hindsight right we have the benefit of when it happened Roger Maris Jr. is one of the greatest examples of this because he's all over Twitter now saying, Aaron Judge is the real home run king. He did it clean. He's the real one. Don't acknowledge it. I can't find a picture of Mark McGuire's 70 home run season without Roger Maris Jr. in it. He followed that, that the Maris family and Roger Maris Jr. followed Mark McGuire around like he was his stepfather. Right? They had every camera in the world on them. They milked it then too. Roger Maris Jr., he has a whole life of just being his father's son. Now, he's not the only one. There's a lot of people out there who you know, inherited a multi-million dollar business and like to say that they're immigrants, so they hustle. Um, <laughs> sometimes your parents set you up for a life. That's just the way life works, right? So anyway, Roger Maris Jr. is a great example of that. I don't see his toys in Macy's yet, but they'll be there soon. So um, <laughs> anyway, Roger Maris Jr., he was all over McGuire. But he didn't – I mean, look, if he had eyeballs, you knew McGuire was juicing. But now you look back at revision, it's like, oh, wait, those records that we were all holding up so high, that's, that's shit he cheated. You know, 2017, the Astros were, you know, the, the king of the castle, king of the castle. I have a chair. Look at me, king of the castle. But you know what? They were also probably cheating. So we look back at that and we say, wow, we have a problem. Judge, I don't know what Judge is on. I have no idea what he's on. That dude is huge. He's immense. He is gigantic. And for the first time ever, he played every game. How? How did he stay healthy this year when he had, like, rib injuries and obliques and ankles and spleens and, you know, injured whatever the hell it was? It's interesting. You know, Messi got, uh, at the age of 12, the reason he got to Barcelona was because they would pay for his HGH treatment. Yeah, HGH, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, It's as gray and murky as it gets. So we celebrate him now, but what if happens in two years? We find out, oh, yeah, he was on the cream and the clear. Who knows? I, I don't know. And the fun part about it is I just don't care. 
Like, you know, you would expect me to come out one way or the other. Baseball's going to be dead in 20 years. So it doesn't matter. I don't know why you're trying to defend it. I don't know why you're trying to defend the sanctity of the of the I records. Didn't know that all of these records were set within Dead. three years, and it was Sammy Sosa every single one of those three years. Sammy had Sammy had a, Sammy had a 200 home run run. Right. So like you're like, oh, I thought it might have been like 1990, 1993, 97. Let me tell you what made it worse. When Barry Bonds did it, he did it in like he was like 38 years old. Like he not only did it, he did it like the bulk of his home runs. He played for almost 20 years, and the bulk of his home runs were in like the last four. You know, it, it just, it, it's not supposed to happen that way. You know? To, you know, is it supposed to happen where you leave a team that you've played your whole life? Mm-hmm. You basically have this like return to glory where unanimously people acknowledge you're the GOAT, you win a Super Bowl, and then you get divorced after unretiring? What? I mean, Andrew, this I blame on you. I mean, you obviously you're like the Giselle Zach Wilson. You're dude. in you're in Giselle's wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Expound a little bit. Please elaborate. You're not Zach Wilson, meaning what? That, that when Giselle messages you and says, Hey, I just hired a divorce lawyer, but I need to confide in someone, Andrew, <laughs> you're gonna say, No, you're too old dude. for me. Actually, is that, what you're, is that what you're saying? Like, it is a drive away. away. It is, is a drive saying? away. You don't that you leave that on read. Is that what you're saying? My imagination hasn't gone there, but now now that we're playing this, this. <laughs> but you're I, the one who said I'm not Zach Wilson. No, that's it. Just done. No way. Not Andrew. That's beneath me. Wow. I, I'm, the cat's bit my tongue. The first time in 820 episodes. I have nothing to say. Cage is out there talking to somebody else. <laughs> it's, Ian. it's Ian. It's Ian. Ian I'll... found the box. I'm cleaning the basement, and he found the box of cards, and he comes up and says, hey, you know that NASCAR box you got down there? Is it okay if I open it? I'm like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, dude. And then he hands me all of the cards from the box. So he already opened it. He came up and asked, what if I would have said no? He's, a, he, he's, he's sort of a DJ <laughs> with the opening. <laughs> he, just, he finds boxes and needs to open them. All right, so yeah. you got a Bubba Wallace. That's good. Here you go, pal. Nice job. Something to notice, guys, and this is happening more and more often. It kind of reminds me of like the the bubble effect when COVID first happened. We need to stop overreacting to preseason performances, specifically with card prices. Like the performance could be amazing, but we need to separate fact from fiction. Uh, amazing preseason performance doesn't mean the same exact player's cards should now be worth 20, 30, 40, 40% more than they were the day before. And I, I keep seeing this, like Zion had a great game. Tyrese Maxey had a great game. James Wiseman had a great game. They should have great games. This is preseason. Like this is what they – they're still amazing athletes. They should have a great game. You should probably be more concerned if they don't have a great game. Well, they will. People, it works the other way. But you know what? I got to tell you, I'm going to take the opposite side of this. Reactions are okay. Overreactions, I think, is what you're warding against. You started this off by talking about uncertainty. We all know you can't have FUD without uncertainty, right? But uncertainty is what plagues the market. I think it's what it's getting people in a weird headspace now. Um, and instead of getting crazy or going after one another, you should, you know, check out 
the couple of meme pages that are out there, Octane and, you know, was it this Cardboard Life and, and Lameem and those guys. Lameem memed me. I know I'm still Lons highly relevant. too is a funny one too. I mean, look, Lameem memed me, right? I, I'm, the, I'm the, the crazy screaming woman talking about Aaron Judge. Like, I, I was memeing. Why do you do that? Why do you tell people to sell? I still don't understand. Why do I tell people what? To sell. Because it's risk management. Because All when right. prices go up, you you should sell because... And I guess it is different. Everyone else sells you their plays, but they, nobody else sells you their sells. Right. Well, I'm the, the only one out there saying sell. Everybody else is uh, hold, hold, hold. But I mean, come on. Look, I'm not. I'm not gonna be right 100 percent of the time. But guess what? Aaron Judge had one home run after I after I told her to sell him. He's you know. Anyway, we'll get to Aaron Judge in a second. We'll do that in a second. But I guess where I'm saying is you know go pay attention to that stuff. The if you're uncertain about the hobby, yeah, go. Don't get into the crazy back and forth, you know, oh, drama. Oh, look at what these guys are doing. Get get into some good stuff. Find some fun stuff in the hobby. Go collect a card that you collected as a kid that's not going to break the bank but brings you some joy. Find that insert that you were chasing in the early 90s, like the Tower of Power set if you're a collector of centers or whatever it is. not going to break the bank. You don't have to buy BGS 10 black labels of it. Just, you know, have some fun. But uncertainty, to get to your point, yeah. You should react when James Wiseman comes out and has a good game because before he came out and had a good game, Wiseman was uncertain. There's a little more certainty about Wiseman. Now, if your point is... I think it's false certainty. Ah, now there we go. Let's talk about it. Why is it false? Why the preseason doesn't matter? Talk about that. Well, preseason matters, but it's just... It, these All these players are talented. Like, you see this in in, uh, in football. Kellen Mond had a good game. They're all incredible players. They wouldn't even be in the pros if it wasn't for that. But they're playing against the other team's equivalent level, which is important to understand, you know, James Wiseman's not playing against the best defense that's ready for the, the finals. He's playing a second, third strings, right? The Adelaide 36ers. Yeah. He should dominate. It, it, it's exhibition games. But the second thing is they're not playing a hundred percent. They're not a hundred percent focused. They're working on stuff that once the season hits, they're going to shrink their playbook from, you know, some of these like extra plays so this is what we run. Curry gets 35 minutes. Wiseman, instead of getting 25 shots for you to get going in preseason, you're you get you have seven. Yeah. Right. And make the most of it. And that's a different game, is not like knowing when to take advantage of your opportunities versus you just get volume shots and hey, get the 50%. You know what so, I'm hearing? I'm hearing be careful about the hype. For sure. And, and think about what's behind the hype, right? I mean, bowl bowl. Get ahead of the hype is really the suggestion. Is right. You know that some of these guys, you know Maxie's going to play more minutes than Harden and Embiid in the preseason. You know Wiseman's going to play more minutes than Clay, who's two years out of an Achilles injury. You might know somebody on the Nets who's going to get preseason minutes because uh, Durant and Kyrie um, are it. Absolutely get love it. it. Can I tell you something that gives me excitement about the hobby? Sure. And it's obviously, I think, like, you know, a year away. But – I think the hobby's only as good as the draft class is. I think the hobby's only as good as the hype that's there. And what made that 2019 basketball class so awesome and everybody get behind it was it was it was Zion. And yeah, Ja turned out to be awesome also. And yeah, the year before it, Luca and Trey turned out to be great and the whole deal. But Zion, just like LeBron before him and Shaq before him, they were people that were top line. They were people who were potential generational talents that made you want to buy a box of cards, even at the crazy breaking prices, so that you could find a card of that and collect that guy and be you know, invested in the success of Zion. 
this kid Victor Wembanyama looks like he, he looks like he could be he could be legit. And even if he's not, there's a whole bunch of hype around it. And I like that you're talking about hype, right? That buy the hype, get ahead of the hype. If nothing else, I think it's going to drive the hobby forward. I think people are going to be buying into the hype. People are going to be looking for the product. I don't know what he's going to turn into, right? But he's like seven four. He's got a hell of a three point stroke for a seven foot four guy. He looks legit. He could turn into a huge bust. But I like that there's this name that everybody knows is a clear cut. He's going to be the number one draft pick. You know, the Adam Silver is basically coming out quoting, do not tank the season for this guy. You know what I mean? Like, like that's a cool thing to kind of look forward to in the not so distant future that we have that chase out there. If I were a breaker, I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be really excited. Oh, but how can you chase him? Like what, what product? Whatever products come out. Not now you can't chase him. Chase him when he comes out, when he's drafted. It would be kind of cool if there was like an NT with like a youth jersey. Like get get ahead, pre, limited print run out of a thousand. Like the OG real believers. I, I it would be very cool to have a dope high end set to like if you believe yeah. in this guy, you believe in this guy. I mean, the difficult part about it is like Bowman University came out right, so his first Bowman cards. And I got this cool gold auto. I got a, a graded SGC. I got a 10, 10, 10 card, ten auto gold out of fifty. And it's this kid, I forget his name now, but but he played for Villanova and he made it to like the Elite Eight last year and he hurt his uh, ACL. I think he's rehabbing now. And who the hell knows what's going to happen to him. So here I have this great card and this guy could be good, but now is he even going to be drafted? You know, is he going to play this year? Is he going to have to sit out a year? And then what's going to happen? Now it's like, all right, let me just put this on eBay. You know, like, let me, let me, just, let me just get rid of this bad boy. You know, I mean, it's so, it's, it's tough. Somebody like him, sure, but it's tough to build a product around, you know, basically ninety percent uncertainty. Um, I guess it's Bowman baseball, right? It, it already kind of exists, right? That's that's prospecting. I think you may have stumbled on an idea for prospecting investing. We could give a redemption with that, and you could redeem it for an NT when he does go pro, like a box of NT. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a good idea, right? Like, you know, the you don't have to have the card out. It's almost like, all right, this is an NT of the number one pick, number two pick, number three pick, whatever it is. I remember when I collected um, in the early 90s, there were a lot of redemption cards, draft redemptions. And, you know, you get it, it was number one, two, three, and then you turn it in for Chris Weber or Penny Hardaway. And you were like, 93, 94, you wanted the one or the three, not the two. Just like in 03, you wanted the one, not the two. Because you didn't want Sean Bradley. You didn't want Darko. It's funny how history rhymes. So you don't like the this, this perceived negativity in the hobby? These I mean, listen, I'm part of it, right? I mean, people think I'm negative because I said sell your judge cards. I don't think selling in a hobby that requires buying and selling is a negative. <laughs> you know what I mean? In order to be telling people to buy stuff, there's got to be somebody on the other side of it selling it, right? Bids and asks, yes. I mean, that's kind of how this thing works, right? But yeah, I mean, listen, drama is, it's interesting, right? The, the click stuff is interesting. And I have no problem with anybody putting out any type of content. And there are people who do a good job of it, right? There are people who do, you, you actually mentioned, you said, you know, somebody did a good job with something you watched last night. But I think it's fleeting, Right. And I, I, even though you come on and you talk about like, what's the value with the value add, the whole deal. I mean, to me, I like being here every day because if nothing else, 
the conversations I have with the people who are listening to us, the people who can hear my voice right now, they know that we're going to be here. They know that if they go to sleep after a bad beat and they, they sold a card that didn't sell for what they wanted it to be selling for or they got the wrong end of a trade and they're thinking to themselves, all right, this might be it. I might be leaving. They know we're going to still be here tomorrow, next week, or next month and that they could be here with us. You know what I mean? Like, I think you need more of that, not more of this is a fraud, this is a pumpy dump, this is a bad thing, and the whole thing is coming down. And if you are going to do that, maybe, you know, present why it's okay if it comes down and how it gets rebuilt better. Or, you know, give some solutions to the problems, no? I don't feel that the perceived negative accounts are saying that this whole thing's coming down. I think what they are are really loud on one specific issue. And we think it's like this wide ranging thing, but like, they're like, Hey, X, Y, Z is a fraud. Here's 20 years of history of how he's been a fraud and we still crown him as the king of the hobby. Or, Hey, this guy is talking about, he's a Marvel collector. And what collector do you know buy today and listen on eBay tomorrow? If you love these cards so much. So they're really loud on one specific perceived issue. And it feels like it's negative, but in fact, that's their shtick. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe one in 10 videos, maybe they should call out somebody that's doing it the right way then. But I'm not going to tell people how to do that stuff. No one tells us what to do. Right. And other accounts do that. Other accounts give flowers. I, th- I think we don't understand the value of community. I think we all, like, I think today's media has acted like we're all against each other i think we need each other i think we need the call out accounts you know what the funny thing is and i i think you're probably right and maybe you know maybe there's just room for all of it right but i think at base at the heart of what they're trying to do with their content they are really trying to do something good i think they're trying to look out for the hobby but i think if all you put out there are things like this is a fraud this is a fraud this is a fraud and people are watching your content and that's all they hear about this hobby. Who the hell's going to want to come in to this hobby? Who's going to want to stay in this hobby? If everything you talk about is the fraud, 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 I got taken advantage of, I got this stolen from me, this guy's you know pumping, dumping, why would anybody want to stay I here? Think, I think the things that they call out as fraud need to be well-researched. I <laughs> think what you can't have happen is call stuff out as fraud and then be like, dude, they're just wiping their cards down. Right. Like – not you can't just sweep everything you're like then you become the boy that cried wolf right but the stuff like you can't just be like hey fanatics is buying panini with no track record no proof but you can be like hey here's 20 years of proof that i found on this guy here's me educating you guys you go and make your own decisions so those look like the same thing but one is just let us start rumors or blow a story up that has no merit versus this dude you guys should know about this it's valid Listen, and, uh, you know, one of the conversations that we've had a couple of times is, you know, let's not get blindsided, right? Like, let's not, you know, if we're going to have something where we're going we're gonna to be talking about an issue, give me a chance to research it. You know what I mean? And if these guys are doing a good enough job. I do that. I'm kind of a dick. <laughs> no, but I, we have to, right? And I think you have to know your shit. And I will, give, I will give a lot of these guys credit, right? They're not just throwing darts and just saying, all right, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Like, they have their shit down. I just guess I would say is it's weird because I know it comes from a good place. You know, I know it does. I know these people are looking out for a hobby that they love. I know these people are, you know, they're 
you know, they, they, um, they've, what's funny is a lot of these accounts have been doing this even when the market was good. Right. And that, that's, that is to me a good test, right? Because when the market's good, no one wants to, no one wants to hear that. All of a sudden when it's down, it's like, Oh, all right. Misery loves company. Let's go. Let's go. But these guys didn't just come out of nowhere and, and try to attack the hobby, you know, and kick it while it was injured. Like, they were calling this stuff out, you know, while everybody was like, shh, shh, shh. Everything's good. Be quiet. And they still did their things. So I give them credit for that. Page, you know this with like big celebs, people that blow up. They always try to surround themselves with yes men. Mm-hmm. Well, like, don't you want differences in opinion? Don't you want people to point out your blind spots? Like, yeah. I watched the live stream yesterday. It was like it was very interesting. The response. The response to the response to the response. There's responses to responses. I mean, there's always responses. It was. It was just. It was very fascinating to, to just see how there's a lot of lawyers, by the way, in the hobby. I don't know if you know that. Your guys are not all the same. I know there's like lawyers, doctors, you get grouped. They're not all the same. I don't think it's a privilege for you guys to listen to our content. Like, I, I think it's a privilege that you guys actually listen. Yeah, the privilege is all ours. You ever hear anybody <laughs> say that? I love I, You know what else I love? That's crazy. I can't believe If, if you could hear this, DM me. Seriously, DM me, say hi. Tell me what's going on in the hobby. Tell me what you got going on in your brain. I answer all my damn DMs, and I know I have like 3,200 followers now. probably will yell at you if you tell me when like, do yoga. Or like, yeah, don't do yoga. Don't give me Or like, hey, I just don't want to get on like the 100th business call that leads to nothing. Yes. We have a lot of those, though. We do. We have a lot of business. We have a lot of calls for no, just for the sake of having a call. So I'm with you on that. But listen (laughs) – Send me, tell me what's going on in your brain. Tell me what's going on in your hobby mind. Tell me a couple things that are worrying you in the hobby. And you know what? Maybe we'll do a lot of people will message me. Maybe we'll do a call with Cage. Maybe I'll let you take the day off uh-huh. and just ask me some questions. We'll get some questions from the DMs and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll send them to you or people can DM you and you can just read questions and you don't have to really do anything. You just ask and I can just go off. We uh, haven't done it in a long time. We've got some really talented hosts in, in, the, in the audience. Like a few guys that stuck like DPZ. I, if you ever get that guy in front of a mic, anyway, anyway. We got good stuff. Lots of good stuff. And listen, oh, man, there's a lot of cool things coming down the pipe. There's a lot of good sports stuff. We got the holidays coming. You know, holidays usually bring out the best in folks. Giveaway time and, you know, like you know, everybody's looking to, like, pay it forward and all that stuff. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to basketball. I got to tell you, I, I was a huge baseball fan. Even watching these preseason basketball, I watched the Pelicans game last night. I can see why basketball and football have become where the young folks want to invest their money and watch. The, they're, they're exciting. It's an exciting game. It's a quicker pace. You know, you got the stars in there. The stars are always there. It's not so slow. So, I, I mean, I, I find myself excited for basketball season. Now, I love playoff baseball. Don't get me wrong. It's I think it's exciting. Um, and it's coming. It'll, it'll be here in a couple of days. Um, but I'm excited for basketball. I'm excited to see, you know, which players take that step up, which ones don't. Big predictions. Page, the best baseball games are the ones you're 100% focused on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if you remember those days where, like, you watch a playoff game, you just, like, watch every pitch because it matters. Yep. In today's day and age, we're so distracted. Basketball- the elimination games, man. That's why baseball playoffs are awesome. You know, we get up to a point here now where it's like these games really matter. That I love that. The playoff atmosphere, that's you know, that's great stuff. It's like everyday episodes with you. Every let one of these me, is a playoff game for me. Let me get you guys ahead of something that I think Ooh, might be valuable. I'm excited. So we 
We all know about Borussia Dortmund and how good they are at grooming talent. Pulisic, Haaland. I mean, Ian, Ian is literally running into walls, turning around, running into another wall. He's uh, opening a case of cards. I don't know what he's looking for here. But, yeah, he's, he's making a lot of noise. We So, Haaland is killing. I'm not going to bring him. Jude Bellingham is a guy that you should watch out for. So, British player, English player, going to be in the World Cup. But here's the real beauty. Attacking offensive mid, really working on his game, box-to-box -box type of player, very investable from an attacking standpoint, and he's going to be on the trade block. It's obviously different in soccer. They get signed in the offseason. But next summer, there's going to be some really, really big dollars paid for him. Uh, he's an interesting guy. to. He, I think he could become what we thought Pogba could be for Man U. So mm. he's an interesting guy. I think Man U would really – he would fit well in that system. Uh, so take a look at it. His cards are pennies on the dollar. He had a goal today. He's an up-and-coming talent. You heard it here first. Bellingham, man, and there's inexpensive rookies on him. There's a bunch of chrome ones out there. It's the same year rookie as, like, Florian Wirtz, who, you know, is, I don't think living up to the hype that people had with him. Um, Mukaka. Mukaka. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a bunch of guys in that year. You know, Pedri. I sold a Pedri last night, a mini yellow diamond in an SGC 10. Sold well. To where? Out of 299. eBay? Consigned? I'm not allowed to say where I sell my stuff. It was through consignment, though. Why why not? Because I'm not allowed. You know, where we're we're not allowed to talk. No, I sold it. I sold it on eBay. Don't we have like an exclusive? I'm not allowed to sell anything. No, we sell all the time. All right, good. I wasn't sure what's in our contracts. Oh, that's right. You got that taken out of our contract. <gasps> Who's the lawyer here? You did it. Nice job. He's so ahead of wherever I am right now with my friend. Um, yeah, he's clapping for Andrew. Big claps for Andrew. No, I saw, that. I saw the Holland, too. I saw a Holland speckle. It's a speckle Holland. Cage moves in silence. Like if, if Cage decides to sell, it's like sold in like. I got so many. Week. I got so many things for sale. That's another episode, guys. We should talk about that. Where my brain is on like selling and the whole deal. But I'll leave you. I'll leave you wanting more. It's he's trimming the fat. I am. I'm down to two thirty seven. Yeah, he's trimming the fat, and and That's... here's why. The reality is, you could always buy back the fat, or better fat, or leaner meat. Wagyu. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.